Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Canva is awesome for so many reasons, for your social media, but for work. If you're looking for ways to impact at work, Canva can help your points get across. All right, Mike, do you, what do we use it for? Like one sheets, if we're doing like a presentation, graphics. Oh, it's awesome for graphics. Super easy to use. And that's the thing too, especially with some of these apps, you think, well, there's no way I'll be able to use it. Well, me, because I'm a dummy. But even I can use Canva to make things look cool, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have to insult me and say yeah so quickly. Yeah, you can do it. It's awesome. So it's easy design, impactful Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, videos. Start with a designer-made template, which makes it so easy, especially for me. Customize with your content. You can add images and graphics and charts. Start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. A little later on, Easton Corbin will be in. Easton has songs like, I'm a little more country than that. Then he has, Let's and Rome, all over the road. He right knew I needed him for that one. But he's going to come in and perform. It'll be good to see him. Been a while. All right, let's go around the room here. Hey, yeah, yeah. Eddie, you're up first. We do a segment called Eddie the Dad. And he recently made his son write 150 sentences for being bad. Oh, yeah. Here he is. Eddie. Someone please explain explain to me how insurance works. Because somebody came to my door and told me that I have a chance for a deal of a lifetime. It was a guy that works on roofs. And he says, hey, you've had hail come by, you know, the last few weeks. I guess we got hail like a month ago, two months ago. Yes. I don't know. Okay. My wife said that we did. Okay. I wasn't home. We did. Okay. Especially Uh, over where he is. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's like, I guess. I wasn't there. So then the roofer goes, look, it's everyone in your neighborhood's doing it. So you can claim on your insurance that you have hail damage. I'll go up there, check it out. And if there's a little hail damage, you can tell your insurance, we'll get you a whole new roof and you just pay your deductible, which is going to be cheaper than replacing a whole roof anyway. I'm like, ah, how does this work? That's how it works. That's exactly how it works, dude. If you have hail, you call a roofer. They say hail damage, you get a whole new roof. But what is your deductible? Do you know? I don't know. You need to find that out because if it's really high, <laughs> it just depends if you're going to put a new roof on anyway. You're telling me I can get a whole new roof. Whole new. For what? Like what's a, a, a average deductible? 3000 35000 And that's well, how much is a whole new roof normally? 10000 maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe this more. Is the, see, this maybe is I would have said about. more yeah. for your house. Dang. And it's not it's not a scam. And you can get the expensive shingles because it's paid I mean, by it's not a, for it's, insurance. It's, it's, it's borderline. I mean, I drive up and down my neighborhood, and everyone's getting their roofs redone. Yeah. I'm getting everyone. Roof right now. Everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I might. That's different, That's though, man. But it's legit, right? So if you do have hail damage, why do you have insurance? Well, to make sure that if you're damaged, it can fix it. So if they go up and go, yep, he has damage, you file a claim. 
then they fix it. You pay your deductible. That's it's it's legit. But I would have never well, known I had hail damage if this guy hadn't come to my door and told me. What's not legit is sometimes they will do this and there is no hail damage, or they'll go, "You don't even have to. We'll pay your deductible because we're going to make so much off of it." Yeah. So that happens, but they didn't say that. To they you. didn't say that. They're probably just doing all the roofs around the neighborhood. Oh yeah, they're busy. I, here's what I would say. I'm a man of integrity. But if you have hell damage, you have hell damage. I would say go check it out. Let me know. So I should get a ladder and inspect it myself? I wouldn't no, go you don't know you what it looks like. And you will die. And we need you on this show. <laughs> okay, all right. I would just say yes. Call them back. Say we'd love for you to check it out. Let me know if, if we have it. And then let me find out what my deductible is. Dang. Okay, let's go. Because that sounds like a deal of a lifetime. Especially hey. if you had to get a new roof soon. If you're not getting a new roof for five, ten years, maybe not. Okay. But a new roof soon... The timing maybe couldn't have been better. All right, let me check this out. Right. Well, I'm just shocked that Eddie's like, I don't understand how insurance works. Because this is, like, you're... you're Insurance, like... Yeah, like, if my roof fell off, I'd be like, oh, insurance will cover that. I get that part. But I feel like my roof is fine. This guy just knocked on my door and told me it's probably not. Okay, so it's that part. Because I'm like, he does get that, like, you're paying into it all the time. So, like, it's not just free. Like, because my roof right now, we're not having to pay for anything. But we're put it under some insurance that we got, like, 16 years ago. And we've been paying into it and paying into it, so it's really not free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But go for it. I let them check it out. And if they say right. hell damage, good. Right. And if they're doing other roofs, good. If they're like from town, good. Now, not, they don't always have to be from town because I used to travel and we used to do roof houses. There'd be major storms. We would kind of regionally drive and go and put bids in on places because they didn't have enough roofers for all the roofs that had been damaged. But just make sure you're working with a good company. All right, yeah. I will, man. Thanks. He hangs out in bathroom stalls. And he's a pro at doing prank calls. Here he is. Lunchbox. Celebrity in the wild, guys. I was at the driving range the other day, and I'm hitting some balls, working like a golf swing, and some guy comes walking up, and he's about three people behind me, three mats behind me, and gets out a tripod, puts a camera up. And I'm like, who is this tool? Like, you don't what? know it's a celebrity yet. No, I don't know it's a celebrity yet. And I'm like, and so he starts filming himself, and he... In long pants, a vest, looking like a pro golfer. At the driving range. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this what guy takes... Wearing? What were you wearing? I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. This is fine. Yeah. It's driving range. Nobody cares. So. I was like, wow. And I'm like, this guy takes his game serious. And then he starts hitting them. He's hitting them far and straight. I'm like, wow, that dude's pretty good. But the camera and everything low over the top. And I get my bag and I start walking back to the car. And I'm like, ha, that looks like that dude from Old Dominion. And so I had to go home and Google him. Which dude? <laughs> Brad Tercy. Oh, yeah. Old Dominion. Guitarist. That yeah. dude can play. I saw him in a golf cart. No, that was the other That was the other one. One of them was with Wayne Gretzky playing golf. Really? What? And Brad's dark dark hair. Yeah. Yeah. But weird, yeah, I, I, I recognized him, but I didn't know his name, so I couldn't say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just two celebs on the driving range. But at first, I was like, Major Tool. And then I realized it's him. I'm like, oh, celebrity. I wonder if he was like, it's a driving range dressed up because he was going to play golf later. Because that is... I'll say it to his face when he's in here. Mm-hmm. Why are you getting dressed up to go to the driving range? He's shooting video, maybe for Instagram. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. he was making maybe. tutorials. Do I don't know. know. And then at a driving range, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Is that? Do y'all make audition tapes for, for, for driving range pro? talent or what? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, well, no. like he's dressed up, got to look his best, like film it, submit it to be a part of some tournament. Nah, not really. <laughs> but it's funny, like what a tool, dressed up like that. <laughs> Mike, we got to make a note to ask him about that. Yeah, but he I, he hits it pretty well. well. Yeah, he invited me to play once, and I was like, how good are you? He goes, I'm, I'm about a three handicap, and I was oh, like, I, I'm, I'm busy. Because mm. yeah. he's, he's real good. So yeah. That's what that is. Like when I was watching him hit, I was like, whoo. Next up, her son will send her a million calls. Her daughter's learning to play softball. Here she is, Amy, everybody. 
So I ordered this Mexi vegan salad thing and I'm eating it so good. All the things, sweet potatoes, lettuce. And I take a bite and I, 100%, it's bacon. And I guess it's- In a vegan salad? Vegan. Not fake bacon. No. Bacon. I know bacon. Bacon. Because mm-hmm. I eat, I'm not vegan, but this salad is so good, so I get it. So for me, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I was already like a few cheese uh, chews deep. Like I've eaten the bacon. And so it just made me think of Mike D, who's vegan, or Morgan, who's a vegetarian. And I'm like, what would they do if they ate bacon in a salad that had fallen in there accidentally? How would, what would they do? It's a great question, Mike. And Mike, got, why did you become a vegan? Uh, I was training for a marathon and somebody said to try it out. Stuck with it ever since. You like it? Yeah, I like it. So you're eating, all of a sudden you realize you had a couple bites of bacon. It's happened to me before. What do you do? I had a salad. I started tasting it. I was like, this is a taste I haven't had in a while. It was bacon. He's like, I feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. And then are you upset? I was a little bit upset, but it kind of broke my streak, but I don't count it. Oh, streak. But do you go ask for like, hey... Are you mad? A refund? I was a little bit mad, but it was a takeout order. I'd already got it. What was I going to do? Fire off an email. Like Ray. <laughs> I remember when Ray accused the business of poisoning him and his wife. Love and it. it. That wasn't the case at all. Okay, so but if it were about animals, I think it would be a different situation. Yeah, I don't do it for a moral reason. Yeah, because you're not moral at all. Who cares, right? <laughs> I don't have morals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morgan, what about you? Oh, I would definitely throw up because anytime I've accidentally inde- ingested meat now, I almost in the next five minutes throw up. It's like my body rejects it. And I've sent it back, and I've called places when they've accidentally put meat on because it actually makes me sick. So what if you've had meat and didn't know it, and you didn't throw up? Is it only when you realize there's meat that it triggers something and you throw up? No, because there was one time somebody confessed it was in something, and I had, like, serious diarrhea for, like, a whole day, and I didn't know why. Did you say your stomach was sick? I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was yeah, so gross. Yeah, I was all good with that. Hang it, Morgan. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm just yeah. telling you, my body yeah. responds. Yeah, I, I got that. I mean, we were good on that. But. <laughs> All right, Ray, go ahead. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he has a ghost dog at his home, and I don't believe that he's ever been to Rome. Bobby Bones. That's true. I haven't ever been to Rome. That's true. So I want to let you guys in on something. It's something we've talked about in the post show before on the podcast, but we don't hide from it. But when an artist comes in, we do a segment uh, of that interview, and we go, hey, these are uncomfortable questions that listeners have sent to us about the interview. We... I make them up. Mike makes them up. And then we just ask them under the umbrella of, well, listener sent this. So if you're mad, you got to be mad at the listener. So that's us making these up. Like with Tim McGraw, we were like, oh, it's an uncomfortable question from a listener. Do you sell an island? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, that stupid listener. How do they want to know? That was us. So when we do that segment, we say, well, it's time for uncomfortable questions from listeners. No, it's us. We make them up. And then we just blame you guys, the listener. That's great. Because you're faceless to them. Unless they're in your town, they're like, ah, these crazy listeners. So behind the scenes, we won't mention this, maybe once or twice ever again, but it's our inside joke that uncomfortable questions from listeners is really just us figuring out a way to ask a question without making it weird on us. You guys knew that too, right? Oh, yeah. You told us one time. Yeah. Before I told you, did you know that? No. Oh, of course not. No, I had no idea. I was like, man, these listeners. Well, you weren't even listening to the interview lunchbox. I didn't didn't know, but I figured. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We've been doing this long enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's time for the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Dr. Bones. I need some advice as someone who hates exercising. Probably even more than you do. I've started to put on some weight lately and have not been feeling my healthiest. I know I need to start doing something. I just don't know where to begin. 
I currently work five to six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day. I wake up for work at 3 a.m. and on a good day, I'm home by 5. Some days, I'm not home till 6 or 7 p.m. There's no way I can wake up any earlier. By the time I get home, I have no energy. How do I get myself motivated to go exercise when I just feel dead to the world when I'm at home? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Sincerely, Tired in Tampa? Mm. That's a great question Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of parents feel this way. A lot of people that have, you know, long days at work, have to have long commutes back home and then they have kids. Like, I think it's a very common thing and it's an absolutely reasonable reason as to why people can't get in exercise when they've got other priorities. So, first of all, you're not alone and it's very difficult with your schedule to try to go and exercise for an hour at like a gym or something. Man, if you're working six days a week too, that's Sorry. tough. So I ain't saying that about kids or anything. Running, and I'm not a big runner. I hate exercising, but I'm not a big runner. But I, when I hear your schedule, I go, what can he do quickly and from home, right? Because it's going to save time of going to the gym, driving there, parking, going in, buying a membership. Like running is quick. Just throw on some shoes, a little stretch and go. And also it's just going to be uncomfortable and you have to know that like it just sucks there is no easy answer this is how to do it and how it's going to be easier it just sucks you have a hard job sounds like life kind of got you right now and there's not an easy way to do it if you could run during lunch if you have an hour lunch you could spend 20 minutes of it running two miles yeah and go from there you could do a couple miles here a couple miles after work what do you do that? What do you call a prison workouts where you just like body push-ups, weight. sit-ups? Yeah, most people call it body weight workout, but yeah. for someone like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're just like, it feels like you got nothing else to do. No weights or whatever, just workouts. Jump rope. Same type of running, like things you can do at yeah. home where you don't have to go to the gym. You absolutely can get the same. It's it's about the amount of work you put in, not how fancy the equipment is that you have. Amy, what do you say? Well, something that changed for me drastically was five years ago in one day, suddenly I had two kids <laughs> and I went from being able to work out whenever I wanted to not. And one thing I changed was just releasing that pressure of having to do it all at one time or fitting in a certain amount of time. And so breaking it up, like sometimes I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and if I've got, I carve out 10 minutes, I'll do a little something there. And then later in the day, get in 20 minutes of something and just releasing that pressure. And then slowly over the week, it'll all those little pops will will add up and I think you'll feel the difference like mentally and physically you'll feel good. And I think if you have this job where you're working 12 hours a day, like if the job is done when you're done, not based on a clock, you can work out in the middle of it a little bit. Yeah. And just extend that work day and actually just be worse at work, tired at work than tired at work. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, you know, you can do it in the middle of the work day. There are a lot of options here, but I promise you it can be done. There have been weaker people that have had it harder and been successful at it. So I believe in you. You just got to make it a priority. Sometimes it's not a priority. Sometimes there are just other things that are way bigger than having to get an exercise. You should. We all, oh, get your exercise. Sometimes life just comes at you and you can't. Don't be nodding your head, Eddie. That's not you. No, it is because- No, it's not. (laughs) If it wasn't for you to say, hey, we're doing this at three o'clock, I would never do it. Right, but you could, right? But I've said- we're doing, we're doing it at three o'clock. Right. And so I'm like, well, whatever I'm doing, like you said, split your work day. Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like, I'm not done with work, but I got to meet Bobby at three. We got to work out. Oh, we're not done with work at three though sometimes. That's dude. Hey, that comes with the hey, showbiz, baby. That's showbiz. Showbiz, baby. And there's so many Why free- Why are you shaking your head? Um, oh, he just, oh, he's so busy. So oh, busy. I am. So These busy. Okay. We believe in you. There's a lot of ways to 
be efficient with exercise. Don't feel like you have to get the best new weights or best treadmill or best. You can do it, like Eddie said, prison workout. Yeah, man. You yeah, can also it, run and you can do it in the middle of the day. You can do it later. And there's so many on YouTube. Like you can just type in. Netflix. Prison. Type in. No, don't. Type in what men do in prison. No, no, no. What? No, type in just like, you know, quick at home workout, no equipment. Thank you. Close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I think Raimundo's got a pretty solid jawline, don't you? Yeah. Like, I think he's got the best jawline of all the dudes here. Thank you. Strong jaw. Like, if I were to describe Raimundo, who runs our board, who is our head audio engineer, he kind of looks like Mark Ruffalo. You know who plays Incredible Hulk? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mark Ruffalo with, like, not a lot of sleep. Okay, a, a tired Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aww. You know, you know but I mean? think Ray's got like this, like a great jawline. And so I was talking about this. I was like, I cup on his jaw, and he goes, you know, some guys pay for this. I'm like, what are you talking about? So he sends me a story about how guys are now paying tens of thousands of dollars to have their jaws broken. What? So they can actually rebuild it, reshape it, and give them a manlier looking jaw. Oh. Wow. Give you that, that, that strong jaw. So what they did, they took a bunch of the guys' pictures, and basically when they got their jaw fixed, women found them to be 1 to 1.5 points hotter than they were before yeah. without even knowing why they were judging these guys. It only bumped them up one point. Well, but that's pretty solid. If you go from a 6 to a 7, that's, that's a, a game big, changer. Big jump. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's a big jump. A point. Why do I sound like Miss Piggy? But yeah, solid jaw. Ray, but you've had some procedures. Yeah, not jaw procedures. No, though. no. Go ahead. Did the Botox? Uh, did the PRP in the in the hair? That's that that's scalp needle in the scalp, right? Correct. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. But way less expensive than ten thousand dollars. That's insane. I had because I cracked another tooth. I had to get the Botox in the jaw again. I don't feel anything again. Mm. You might need, you might look at it this way. Well, the first time I did it, I did very, 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 very little because I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want Botox because then I have to admit that even if it's just in my jaw, that I got Botox. I don't want to be, because I'm a guy. Okay, normalize getting Botox. No. Who cares? Not for me because I'll get made fun of. <laughs> I get made fun of enough. If anybody else can say it, fine, but all these guys here, mm-hmm. oh, I, am, I, am, I am Miss Piggy. You've been yeah. getting Botox? Well, you, first jaw. of all, you know this because you're being an idiot because huh. I told you. I was going to say, no, your wrinkles are kind of gone no, now. No, I got it in my jaw. There are no wrinkles on my jaw. Okay. Have you been doing your lips too? Well, I got filler. I thought so. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Just think but, that, that your jaw is so strong, you need more. Well, so I told you guys I got just a little bit because I was scared of it. It didn't do anything. So this time, and Eddie was with me right like an hour <laughs> later. So he's full. Of, and I was like, dude. I had to shoot needles into like 30 places in my jaw because I grind my teeth so hard. I'm not even sure. Botox does what? It paralyzes the muscle? Yes. So, so why would you want to, what if I can't chew muscle? anymore? You, my jaw no. just hangs? Ah, That's not good. Not in that so way. You'll just drool. No, it's just going to allow you. You're so tense right there that it's going to just relax that area so that the you, you're building that muscle. It's a muscle right there. And you can even, there's sizers there that like, Sometimes I grind so much, I build that muscle, but I've gotten it in my jaw as well, and I saw that muscle relax and go down because I wasn't working it so much. Yeah, mine. How long ago did I do that? My tooth? Uh, like a week. Yeah, over a week ago. I cr- this tooth up here? I crack? Yeah. I say cracked. It like chipped off a bottom because I grind so hard. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin's like, you got to go and do more because you didn't even give it a good try. If, if you do it again, it doesn't work. We'll try something else. I'm wearing mouth guards. I got needles in the face. And then they're like, whatever you do, don't work out. 
for like six hours. And I'm like, no, Eddie and I are working on an hour. Sorry. And like, yeah. And I just, really, you can't work, maybe just don't go upside down or. Well, then they said you can't lay, you can't get your heart rate up to like 160, yeah. which I live over 160 working out because we go hard. Yeah, we do. And then two, they're like, don't lay down. And you know what I do? A lot of laying down. You're such a rebel. Thank you. Yeah, but the whole time I'm watching my Apple Watch going, Eddie, 159, we got to slow down. Because <laughs> I don't want my face to be paralyzed, mm-hmm. but it's okay. But I, are you going back again this week? No, I don't. I'm not going back. Ever. No. Oh, you're done with Botox. It should last for months. Oh. But it doesn't work yet, is my point. You guys still see me come here in the morning. In the first half hour I'm here. Yeah, you're like stretching your jaw. I'm just stretching jaw. my jaws out because I grind. I clench so hard. So, and then I have all, all my teeth are fake. Whenever I first started to make any money at all because I had busted teeth my whole Even life. Even the bottom ones? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I had bad teeth my whole life. I didn't go to the dentist until my 20s. So I said, there are two things I was going to do. Buy my mom somewhere to live and get my teeth fixed. And so my teeth are fake. These are all. These what did they do with all the old stuff? Uh, they're hanging up in his office. Oh. Do they really put them up? No, I have no idea. I, don't, I didn't ask. <laughs> no, that would be cool, though. Like, you know, you go into some places, it's like, oh, they have a picture of your client. Like, oh, this person working out of that person. teeth. And then there's that person's teeth. <laughs> That'd, That'd be, be awesome. creepy. Hilarious. They don't take your teeth out. Yeah, and you, but you know whose dad did my teeth? Caroline Hobby's dad. Really? Uh-huh. I, I went, went down because I know what I was doing, and he lives in Waco. Did. Maybe probably still does. And he was like, yeah, we'll take care of it. And I was like, I'm so embarrassed of my teeth. Mm. My whole life, I had really bad teeth. And didn't go to the dentist forever. And he's like, we'll get you fixed up. And so they did the top first. Couldn't do both at the same time. Did the top first. And I had to wear like a guard. Couldn't use my front teeth for like three months. Oh. Put them on. Then they had to do my bottom. Couldn't use my front teeth for another three months. It was like oh, six wow. months. I could never use my front teeth. Yeah, that's tough. No apples for you. But now I got to, <laughs> now I'm just cracking them. <laughs> One after the other, just cracking my teeth. Okay. We're going to play this. Thank you guys for hanging out. Um, anybody want to get their jaw broken for... Mm, I thought about it you for good? a second. Everybody good? I mean, good. A jawline would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, now you can good. use a better jaw. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So when you think of firefighters, you think of them putting out fires, rescuing people. It's true, I do. Uh, you know, Big red trucks. Responders. Ladders. Yeah, <laughs> muscles, mm-hmm. men and I women. I don't, I don't, that, that, muscles? Yeah, I don't know. That really doesn't cross my mind, but go ahead. Well, they're, yes, they're very strong, yeah. doing like all the things. Okay. Well, you can add. Why is she going on and on about that? No idea. <laughs> Start sweating. Go ahead. <laughs> you can add hooking high school girls up with graduation dresses and prom dresses. Why? Wow, what's up? Well, they decided to rally together the is the Louisville Firefighters Union and they hosted a pop-up shop where high school girls could come and shop for dresses and shoes and jewelry and accessories and all the things totally for free. This is something where otherwise these girls might not have the things that maybe some other people at school would have and it's called Giving, Loving, and Heartfelt. That's, it, the, that's the organization Was it the, the, the neighborhood or the town came to donate the stuff? Yeah, like they, they're actively looking for donations because they want to make this a, sure. a yearly thing. This is the first time they've ever done it and they were able to give away 230 dresses and that's just so far. And then they're working on creating a whole nonprofit. Again, it'll be an ongoing thing. So if you know of something like this in your community, I think it's a great thing to donate to. I feel like we should get a hose and hose Amy down after that first part of that. Yeah, yeah. Amy. Five yeah. muscles and I rippling. Said, I said men and women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 but you're like, Mm, I did, bi- biceps. No. Mm-hmm. I just said, like, you yeah, don't hear picture you. them passing out dresses, really. No, you're picturing them doing a lot of things. Yeah, you're picturing them with muscles. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Okay. Pectorals. Lats. Yeah. Right. That's a great story. Thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Uh. 
All right. My cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope, that's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about rocket money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease because my cousin was right. It was empowering. Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. Yep, it's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions. It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bones. That's rocketmoney.com slash bones. Check them out. Rocketmoney.com slash bones. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Easton Corbin. Easton, it's been a while since we've seen you, buddy. Yeah, man, it's been a little bit. Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah, you too, man. I was looking here, just some old show notes, and you were one of our first guests ever when we started here, and we've been here now 10 years. We just hit 10 years. And so you've been on since then, but you were one of our very first guests. We were so new. The date was March 19th, 2013. (laughs) We didn't really start until March 1st doing the show, you know, in multiple cities. So our second week you're in, you're singing. We got to know you a little bit. Do you happen to remember, not that show specifically, but at that time, I don't know, people thought we were just weird. They still do. But they were, (laughs) did they warn you like these guys are crazy? Was no, not not really. I mean, I knew it was a new show, you know, mm-hmm. and all. But uh, man, it, you know, I, I do remember over the years doing uh, several shows, you know, with you guys. Yeah. And, uh, and then he was like, "These guys are crazy." <laughs> so he learned himself. That's <laughs> I'm what, probably crazy too. So trust I, me, I, I won't say who, but somebody in the studio had seen you somewhere, and they were like, "I didn't know who that was at first, but this pretty good looking guy, pretty beefed up, pretty like <laughs> muscular." And then, then they like, "Oh, it's Easton Corbin," and so. 
I went to your Instagram. There's like a picture of you doing curls or something. Your arms are massive. Wow. Like, yeah. what's happening over here, buddy? Man, just trying to be worth a darn. Dude. I hear you. I hear you. Like, <laughs> are you like bodybuilding? No, no, man. I just, I just love to work. Tell out, me, he doesn't man. look massive. No. Oh, he looks big. He looks massive. Yeah. I just, yeah. man, I just enjoy it. It kind of sets the tone for the day, and you know, it, it just. Yeah, it just makes you feel better. You a Texas Tech fan? No, it's funny. They were asking me that. <laughs> you have a hat on. I, I was down home, uh, and my high school was the Trenton Tigers. Got it. And I, I seen a kid with his hat on. I was like, dude, I love that hat. And it was just for the baseball team. And Trenton Tigers. And so I took a picture of it, and I had my merch people. I was like, well, I bet you they could probably make it. So sure enough, I called them. They're like, yeah, we could design that. So I just... How to make me one. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's orange, not red. I'm colorblind, yeah, yeah, so it yeah. doesn't work yeah. for me. That's mm. Well, and I think, because somebody told me there was another high school in Texas, and they were whatever, you know, town starts with a T, Tigers, and uh, I guess they were selling them, and I guess Texas Tech, I think, sent them like a cease and assist. Boo. That must be why they got to sell them. Good. <laughs> All right, Easton Corbin's here, and I want to get to your new song in just a second. We're going to play the whole thing. So it's called Marry That Girl, so we'll come back with that. But what I'd like to do, if it's okay, I know you and who's your friend here? Yeah, we got Lauren over here, man. How, how long have you been with me now? Twelve years. Yeah, twelve years. And all the same capacity, like playing, playing with him. Yeah, for the most part. What's yeah. he like? What's what's he like as as a boss? Yeah, dude, he's rad. No, he's rad. Right. He's <laughs> super, super, super chill. Do yeah. you have guys work out together? You both have big arms. Like, is that, <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to have <laughs> massive cool. arms to be in the group? Yeah, That's yeah cool. and tight shirts. Yeah, yeah, black, dark, <laughs> tight shirts. Yeah, oh, you'll have a... It's literally, they have on the same shirt. Yeah, they're I matching. swear, yeah. every time I will show up, and he's wearing the same thing. Now, hold on. I show up first, no, so every time I cute. show up, he's wearing... Oh, yeah. Eddie and I do that sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's not today. <laughs> you guys look great. Before we get to the new song, Isa, can I just make a couple requests? Yeah, man. Would you mind playing a little bit of A Little More Country Than That? Yeah. Like, my wife will just randomly sing this around the house. And she's, and I'm like, I was like, what, what's that? What are you singing? She's like, A Little More Country Than That. And she has this version of The Highwayman in her mind. And you're one of them. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's not bad company. It's not. Well, you don't know who the other three are. It's me, Eddie, and Lunchbox. So. <laughs> All right. We'll, yeah. we'll do that too. A little, a little bit from Easton Corbin. Here's a little more country than that. Um, Easton, when you went to school, did you study ag? Were you an ag major, ag guy? I did, man. I went to the College of Agriculture, University of Florida, and uh, basically studied ag business. That's what Amy. Amy's. Same. At, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, from Texas A&M. Okay, there you go. Uh, they yeah. called it uh, ag development. Okay. Well, the official name was Food and Resource Economics, mm. but it was basically an ag business degree. So what did you study? Like, what, what, what were the classes? Um, A bunch of economics classes. Well, but uh, like, oh, that doesn't sound but, very country. But it was <laughs> well, like economics of corn. Yeah, okay. maybe we, so. Yeah. Ha, ha, supply and demand. What was yours? Similar. Uh, turf management. Uh, like, we, we had a bunch oh, of all my lab, like, All my labs were on farms. Like, um, we would go out to chicken farms or and be with cattle, and that's where our lab would meet. I took a chicken sex class. Oh, what? What? Oh. That was more, <laughs> man. Really? <laughs> if you went to Texas A&M around 2000, 1999, 2000, 2003, you know what I'm talking about. A chicken? Hey, you signed up for chicken sex? I don't even it. know if the teacher that taught it is still there, but it was a very interesting, interesting. class. Uh -huh. interesting. Well, moving on to Easton here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have a new song called Marry That Girl. Uh, 
you're one of the writers of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, while you walk in, I always like to to know kind of how the idea came about or if somebody showed up with the idea. Yeah, it was me, uh, Adam Craig, Wade Kirby, and Shane Miner. And, you know, a lot of those writing sessions, as you know, they they all start with about the first hours of a big BS session. Hey, just, chewing the fat, like you talk yeah, about there in the song there. Yeah. Catching up. And uh, Adam started talking about, and I don't know how we got on this, but he started talking about how he met his wife. And he's like, man, as soon as I saw her, I knew I was going to marry that girl and – I kind of looked at some of the other guys. I was like, man, that might be the title for the day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad we went down that road. So, and How long did it take you to write this one? Uh, probably two or three hours, not too long. So, okay. Yeah, so like it, a, it came pretty quick. You know, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. be like a standard writing session. You know, you do it, you maybe record. But okay, that's pretty quick. Yeah, kind of fell yeah, out of you. Yeah. But that's only after an hour of chewing the fat. So this one came even faster <laughs> exactly. than that. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Easton Corbin. So here's a clip of Easton's new song called Marry That Girl. I'm gonna change your name, but she don't know it yet. She's what I've been praying someday God won't sin. I ain't never been the same since we first met. I'm gonna marry that girl. It's a good one, man. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, were you raised on a farm? I was, yeah. I, I grew up kind of on a small cattle farm in, in North Florida, uh, my grandparents. and. Did you have to do, like, chores before school? Not before school. Okay, because that's always the story. Like, yeah, I couldn't even go to school until yeah, I— Yeah, no. no. My grandpa used to take care of that. But after after was when the chores began for me. What What were the life lessons you learned from living on a farm? Man, you learn, like, you just learn about life in general, you know, death, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being born and, you know, through the cows and stuff. And, and you know, just— uh, through all the hard work that you know and usually it it you know lands on you you know it, it's up to you get it done you know well ain't that right mm-hmm. you guys are always counting on me i'm like won't you count on yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. it's constantly the thing they're like bobby do it for me i'm like no you do it for yourself <laughs> go work on a farm you learn a little bit oh man i had story of every morning here on this show uh easton's here and he's nice enough to play a few songs for us here would you do all over the road just a little bit of yeah, that one it. all right here's easton corbin and lauren his guitar player thank you <laughs> Can I ask you a question about your name, Lauren? Yeah. Because I got picked on a lot for my name being Bobby. Because there were Bobby girls. There's Bobby boys. And mine was only like 50% girl. Uh, you're a big dude, so I want to be as completely... But like, we, we cool, we cool. Right, everybody? We cool? Yeah, we, yeah, we cool. cool. Yeah, we cool. We cool. I, I don't know a dude named Lauren. Uh, there aren't many. I've mm-hmm. only met a few in my life. But uh, mine is the man version, the spelling, L-O-R-E-N. Uh, so that makes me feel better right Loren. there. Loren. Yeah. Loren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Easton, your name, where does that come from? Man, I have no idea. I, I think maybe I was born the day after Easter, maybe. I don't know. They just I, said I, it wrong? I just, I guess. Like being from Arkansas, winter, it means it's window? <laughs> maybe. He's like, like Easter. Yeah. Easter? No, Easton. East- oh, Easton. Okay, we'll go there with that. Go. Yeah, we'll go with that good. one. So you put out a record in January, but it, I was trying to look at the, some of the time. It's, it's five years in between, right? It's been a while, yeah. I, I put out a few EPs and things since then, Yeah, but a uh, full-length record, yeah, it's been a while. Why? What, what was the deal there? Man, just, uh, you know, I separated with uh, Mercury and then went about three years doing my own thing and just writing a bunch and, and taking my time and just kind of, you know, looking for that right label home and, and finally found it with Benny Brown and, and uh, you know, Stone Country Records over there. And I had a ton of songs that... I just stockpiled over the three-year period of just writing. And and honestly, man, it, it was a really good period because, you know, they say you have your, your whole life to write your first record, and that three-year period was like having my whole life again to write a whole record and just mm-hmm. take my time and, you know, write songs I love. How old are you when you learned to play guitar? I think I was 13. 
and why guitar? Who was like, here, this, put this in your hands. It's a guitar. Man, I've just always loved the guitar. And uh, I came across this guy down home. His name was Pee Wee Melton. And he was from Greenville, South Carolina, and retired in a little place called Steenhatchee, Florida, that you've never heard of. And there was a local music store about, I don't know, 10, 15 miles from there called Dixie Music. And uh, they just happened to be, you know, offering guitar lessons over there. And my dad took me over, and away I went. Did you come, did you? Did you practice so much that you got pretty good? Like, were you that passionate about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I would literally, my routine every day would be come home from school. I'd practice about three or four hours in my room, and then it was time to go feed up and do the farm stuff. Ah, the chores. There it is. Always back to the chores. Okay, Easton Corbin's here. Got a new song called Marry That Girl. Can we get one more from you? You guys can I play one more? Yeah, of course. I mean, I hate for you to bring your instruments here. I know you get chores to do at the farm later, but let's (laughs) let's play a little music here. We can do this. Um, How about um, Loving You is Fun? You guys do that one? Perfect. Nice job, Easton Corbin. Sounds good. Do you kind of feel like this is a new like iteration of you and your your career here? Yeah, I, I think so. It, it's it's given me a really great opportunity to reset, and you know, I say those last three years to really get back to my roots and you know just write music that I love and, and get back to what I love about country music because you know it, it's funny when you make your first record. And, you know, you don't know if you're going to have success or not. You, you hope to. But, uh, you know, being new, you just don't know. And once you do have success, it's almost like, okay, you did that. Then you got all these these other cooks that want to get in the kitchen and put their spin on it. And it's like, well, that worked. So I why are we cook. changing it? Yeah, I hate a good cook. You know what I mean? You know, right, right. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. try to, you know, they want to no. change it when it's working. And uh, this has allowed me to really get back and, you know, do what I do, and, and that's what I love about Benny. You know, he he loves country music, too, and we're kind of on the same page, and it just worked. Yeah, it's got to be cool to, like, feel fulfilled. Absolutely. Again, yeah. in, in doing this. Well, that's really cool. You mountain biking? I love to mountain bike. I love to dirt bike. What in the world? Yeah, You're going to break something. Yeah. <laughs> You're at that point now where you can't break something. <laughs> You need like a contract from Benny to go. You right. can do stuff, but you can't do stuff that's going to hurt you. Like Ben, like these quarterbacks that can't go skiing. All right, right, yeah. man. It's I love it. It's fun, man. It's yeah, it's always loving you. Yeah, yeah. They got me insured. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I just don't know it. <laughs> Savvy wrecked. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you if if you're riding hard, you're going to put it down for sure. Mm-hmm. Write that down, Eddie, for a shirt. If you're oh, riding yeah. hard, you're going to put it down. But what is put like riding hard? I don't know. Well, just like. It just sounds cool. You know, know. Amy. Like hard enduro <laughs> stuff, where, you know, obstacles and things like that, where it's just, mm. yeah, I mean. Like you compete? I'm sorry? Do you compete? No, no, no. no. I, I just love to trail ride. Just so. with Lauren. And yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> one-on-one to the death. <laughs> Look, Easton, we're super pumped that you got some new music. You came back in when they said, Easton, it wants to come by. I was like, let's go. Yeah, let's dude. do it. Let's let's Glad bring him in. And. I don't know what to say, except this is the first of probably a, a bunch of times that we'll be seeing each other. I hope the single just crushes it. Congrats on the new deal with your record label. I know you know Benny was instrumental in a lot of people's careers, oh, and yeah. it's kind of started something new. Yeah. So that, that's it's, it's really neat to see. And I won't say who, but somebody saw you again and said, man, that's a good-looking dude. <laughs> oh, you want to do uncomfortable questions from listeners? Yeah. Should we do that before we go? All right. These are uncomfortable questions from listeners. All right. Well, is Easton Corbin single? Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> How much can Easton Corbin bench press? Uh, not that much. There's people a lot stronger than me. Do you ever max, though? Not really. Yeah, we were not. talking about this because Tim McGraw, yeah. talking with him, and I think somebody asked, How much do you max bench press? And Tim's like, I don't max. I'm not, yeah. I'm not 17 trying to get a scholarship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
And they were like, can you believe Tim McGraw does it max? Like challenging him after he left. And I was like, why don't you challenge him while he's here, Eddie? Sorry, did whoa, I say who whoa, that was? Whoa, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. Um, can Easton Corbin change a, a tire? Change a tire? I, gonna, I don't know, like a car? Oh, oh a tire. Yeah. A flat tire. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Has Easton Corbin ever been in a bar fight? No, actually, no. Has almost, Easton Cor- but- almost. <laughs> yeah. Has Easton Corbin ever had to stop a show because there was a fight in the crowd? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then finally, does Easton Corbin own the red Corvette he posted on Instagram? No. I don't. Yeah. Tell me the story because I didn't see the picture. Man, we were at uh, we were playing at this dude's farm. Uh, it was a big FFA event, and he just happened to have one of the new Corvettes, and I think they're pretty cool. So he let me drive it, and I was like, eh, "Why not take a picture and, and act like it's mine?" Uh, yeah. yeah, why, why not? not? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Easton's got an album that I mean, what is today? Today's my I mean, it came out like two months ago called "Let's Do Country Right," and if you love. Uh, old school, like traditional country it's with like sonically, there's some definitely new elements too, but it definitely is traditional country. Sure. If that's, if that's your jam, go check out, let's do country right from Easton. New songs called marry that girl. And then go over to Easton's website. And I mean, you got a lot of dates. They printed off all the dates and it was like sheet and a half. Oh yeah. So We're I just busy. said, yeah, it's Which I ain't complaining. I'm, I'm glad to be busy. Absolutely. You play all the hits though, right? Absolutely. You don't do that bull crap where you show up and don't play the hits. <laughs> no, no. That's some bull crap when artists do yeah, that when they leave out I, their biggest songs. I hate that, man. You play a little more country than that, right? Absolutely. Because I'll be, I'll be getting my money back. <laughs> Easton Corbin. There he is. You guys go follow him at Easton Corbin. Good to see you, buddy. That's hey, buddy. awesome. Thank there you he is. so much. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me. I have an hour-long podcast, a sit-down, in-depth with Chase Rice. It is fantastic. This is Chase Rice talking about what he had to do to get his dad to buy him his dream guitar. And then I wanted, I'd be in class like Googling Martin guitars. I, I don't know why I wanted a Martin. I showed it to my dad. My dad made me sit and play. Only time he's ever seen me play, which is cool that he got to. He made me sit in front of him and my mom in the living room in their house in North Carolina and play like four or five songs. He said, I'm not going to buy you the nice Martin that you want unless you do this. And I did it. So he bought me this uh, the Martin that I still play today. And that's like him in college. And he talks about his dad died. He was playing football at North Carolina, had moved his way up to basically being a starter and had hurt, got himself hurt real bad and his dad died. So he had to sit out a season and his dad died and he just never kind of got back at it. Talks about all of it. Super in-depth, not all sad stuff, also some really happy stuff, but check it out. It's the latest episode of the Bobby cast with Chase Rice. It's up now and tomorrow, Martina McBride for an hour, which is equally amazing. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I've got a list of stereotypes that most women still face today that we're hoping to change. But Bobby, I don't, I don't know if you I don't, can relate to any of these. I knew that was what she was going to say that. <laughs> most people, if they hadn't heard the show, they'd be like, Bobby, do you do this to women? But mo- no, she's like, do you suffer the same stereotypes <laughs> when people look at you? Do you feel this yeah. like we do? Okay, go ahead. Okay. These are things we can work on changing. Girls are more delicate and emotional than boys. But I think mm, generally are, that's generally right because well, y'all are true. But I also am, de- but I also am delicate. So I mean, I'm with that. <laughs> no, these are girls and you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were raised by women, yes. So it makes sense. But I mean, most men in this room were conditioned to not probably show much, even if they do feel delicate. Exactly. Not to show it. But okay, go ahead. Boys are stronger than girls. Well, physically, men are built bigger, but I don't think they're stronger emo- uh, emotionally, intellectually. The only way guys are stronger mostly is just because we're built bigger 
physically? Oh, physically, we in ways, certain parts of our body are, and some of it's mental, because y'all could not handle a monthly period. You just well, couldn't. we could. No, you couldn't. We could. And I wish I had one. That means I could have a baby. And I always wanted to bond <laughs> with a baby. So, but I, but uh, the only way that guys are, are stronger than girls is like, bench press and curls yeah. because we're not stronger than women right like mentally Go there ahead. are women stronger than me though for sure oh yeah yeah you're gonna yeah. fud though like <laughs> me yeah. girls are, are like pink and boys are blue pink's like my favorite color it's one of, red number one I love pink mm-hmm. if I can find something pink I'm in completely so again I'm being stereotyped with you men girls. are better drivers than women I, I believe that. I, mean, I think on, Amy. Uh, yeah, let's just... you saying that just adds a whole different wrinkle because we just look at <laughs> right. you in this. Yeah. So I don't know that that's true universally, mm-hmm. but in this room, yes. Uh, girls can cry. Boys shouldn't cry. Boys are taught not to cry, mm-hmm. even though they probably want to. Which goes into another one. Boys are braver than girls. That is not true at all. That's right. the dumbest one I've heard. But it is. That is a condition of like, oh, we'll have the, the man go do it. He can handle it because he's not going to be as scared as you. Mm, but I'm scared. Right. I told you. Right. <laughs> um, football is a boys game. And so- well, the only reason that is, though, is because they don't let they don't really encourage women to play football at junior high, high school levels. And if they do, it's like, that's so cool. But there isn't that. This is from onepool.com. I didn't make it. So I'm, I'm not mad. No, I'm just yeah. answering your question. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, science is, is more for Boys. Well, that's dumb. Well, I know. That, I, think, I think women are smarter we're than We're breaking the... We're yeah, I think women are smarter than men generally. Go ahead. Okay. I have a list of celebrities that have seen or communicated with ghosts. One. Like me, ghost dog. Right. But I'm not a celebrity, but I'm just... I'm like a... I'm like a faux celebrity. Like, I'm not famous, but I'm like... Got a little notoriety, so I'm like a fake celebrity. <laughs> so I've seen a ghost dog. Well, Lunchbox, he thinks he's a celeb and he's seen a ghost. Yep. I've had an interaction. I was walking down the hall and it pushed me in the closet and I couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Kate Hudson. Really that sigh was for me, by the way. This. <laughs> Go ahead. Kate Hudson says that she and her mom, Goldie Hawn, they can feel spirits. Mm-hmm. Cher said that Sonny Bono plays tricks on her. Mm-hmm. That's her ex-husband? As a ghost. It is, yes. Mm-hmm. You got Ariana Grande, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez. Selena even has a ghost hunting app. So that doesn't make you... Oh, I, I could download the app. That, that makes me equal. Anyway, well, she found a ghost who, who was telling her the so, names of people in her life. The most full of crap on that list. Mm, Ariana Grande. Probably me too, same. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Cher probably is talking to a ghost. I was thinking the Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson. They're, well, they're, they're a little whack. But I, genetically, <laughs> if one can talk to ghosts, pass down to the next That's one. That's true. Yeah, I feel like they're free and open to it. I can't prove they haven't talked to ghosts. I've never talked to a ghost. I don't think we humans can talk to ghosts. I don't know that there are ghosts, but I don't know there's not. Did you see the the article about how like 28 girls were hospitalized because of anxiety after playing with a Ouija board? No. Are you sure that wasn't on like the onion? Or, really? Or no, it's oh, real. Boy, it's got to be real. Okay. All right. They go were ahead. playing with it at school and then they got, they were so anxious. It has nothing to do with the ghost. I don't really think that anything happened with it, but they freaked out. Got it. Okay. Uh, country stars have named the weirdest things that fans have thrown on stage. Thomas Rhett, a packet of breast milk. That's very yeah, random. Like, maybe they know all the kids. They're like, you probably need this. <laughs> Here's a practical <laughs> gift I'm going to throw up there. Go ahead. Kane Brown and Ashley McBride say bras. Okay, a lot of bras. Uh, uh, Walker Hayes underwear. Hardy, a prosthetic leg. Interesting. Oh, wow. That one I would be confused by. All the rest I kind of get in the culture. And they probably wanted that back, right? Um, or it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> they were really just doing a kick in the air. Like, <laughs> yes! Whoa! <laughs> Jelly rolls is interesting. Um, men's whitey tidies and 
drugs. What? <laughs> well, drugs I get. Now you're the whitey tighties. Whitey tighties don't understand that. <laughs> Go ahead. And then Jordan Davis said that someone threw a boot, like they did a, threw a boot on stage, and he, it says he did a shoey out of it. You know what that is? You pour the beer in the boot and you drink it out of it. So Very it, famous in Australia. That's yes. their thing, but it has uh, slowly drifted into country music. Yeah, but Jordan, you can't, you can't do that. Drink out of... Well, you won't be seeing me kiss him soon. <laughs> that was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a call that came into the Beth Main Sheriff's Department, and they said that somebody was driving, saw a dog laying in the middle of the road. And it's really cold in Maine this time of year, freezing temperatures. So Deputy Mark Anderson shows up. He looks. He didn't see a dog. He's like, this is the area. Kind of just checks it out. He looks in a ditch. Well, there's the dog. It's a 14-year-old dog, almost frozen to death. So he gets the dog, wraps, him up, wraps her up in a blanket, puts her in the cruiser. But he doesn't, like, just leave it there. He says, well, let me go down the neighborhood, knock on all the doors, see whose dog is this. He went through, like, dozens of houses. Finally, knock on the right door. They're like, oh, my gosh, yes, that's our dog. And she, we took her out last night, and she hadn't been back. We hadn't seen her overnight. And she finally got reunited wow. with the owners. Oh, wow. I like that for a couple reasons. I thought at first it was like a, a dog abuse story. And then the cops saved him. But no, the dog got out. The dog got out. The and family got back. their dog back. Yeah. Dang, good thing that cop did that. We had Eddie and I were working out, and Mob let Stanley out, my dog. He doesn't get to do much because he tore his um, second ACL, his, his ligament in his leg. So he's just always so restless because he can't. We can't let him run yet. He's still in rehab, and so I let him out while we were like lifting, and it was like you rolled a bowling ball into a group of small children. <laughs> Oh, just he's just like he's just like oh, I can't believe it. And he's just running into Eddie and me jumping on Eddie's head. If he could oh. talk, he'd be like, "Oh, what are y'all doing? Oh, what are y'all here? Boom, boom!" <laughs> it's like the Kool Aid Man, but a small bulldog just running through. And I was like, "Okay, sit, 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 sit." It's so much energy. And he would sit for a second. As soon as I would turn my back, <laughs> boom, 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 back he at could it. Not sit. Well, yeah, too. He sees y'all being all active and maybe you want to work out. I didn't uh, think yeah. about that. He's a bulldog. I didn't think of about course. that. That's a great story. We love animal stories. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but 
You know, somebody did, but St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A bride goes viral for an adults-only wedding. Now, on the surface, that sounds dirty, but it's not. It just means no kids. No kids right. Yeah. But it, these things keep going viral. I'll say it again. If you're having a wedding, it's your rules. If you're having a party, it's your party. If you want to cry at it, you can because it's your party. You can cry if you want to. Cry if you want to. Cry if you want to. You would cry too if it happened to you. <laughs> no one gets that except us. So, that being said, we didn't have kids at our wedding. And it didn't go. We didn't. It wasn't even a big deal. Unless they were in it. I mean, we had to find a babysitter, so that was rough. But yeah. we, we made it happen. Hey, what? It's your it's, wedding. It's hey, don't not, worry about us. It was your wedding. It's not rough. It's all about you. It is. There were no, no, we didn't have any kids at the wedding. So, and it didn't go viral because nobody gives a crap. Right. Just remember, if it's your wedding, you do whatever you want. And how these things keep going viral, I don't know. I'm going to post them there again. We, we had a wedding with no kids. Let's see if it goes viral. <laughs> but it wasn't like controversial. Did you go, well, that's stupid. I mean, yeah, I had to find a babysitter. That's boy. stupid. I knew you would. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny. What did the little seed say to the mature flower? What did the little seed say to the mature flower? Okay, bloomer. It's like, okay, boomer. That was the Wait. morning corny. No? That's from Oklahoma? No. No, no, okay, but exactly. <laughs> a boomer is somebody who's older, and for like three months, <laughs> three years ago, that was the thing you said, okay, boomer. Yeah, that'll never work. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. She's on a, she hadn't had a hit in a while. What? Yeah, okay, yeah. like two You days. put out like three singles that have like three, three bad songs in a row. You might get dropped. The record label's wondering if you're ever going to put out another hit. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. All right. That's the morning corny. Bloomer. Okay, Bloomer. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I just laugh at them in my head, but then when I say them out loud, I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, in the middle of saying it, you're like, this is not. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Like, I know. That, I just have to own it. That's funny. On the phone, Justin, who lives in. Yeah. What? He must Steve. be listening to Scotty McCreary right now. <laughs> he is. Was, I and, am. Yeah. Anchorage, Alaska. Justin, what's up, buddy? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. All right, buddy, you're up. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, if you get the chance to ride in the back of a fighter jet, you absolutely have to go. Mm, why? I'm really scared of heights. I get sick, and I'm a baby. So go ahead. Tell me why. Because, one, you've been teaching mental toughness for years, mm-hmm. right? So you got this. Mm-hmm. You just got this mind over matter. And it's the best part of flying. Like, the takeoff, they're going to put you in a jumpsuit. They'll, they'll, you'll go through some egress training. Um, and then you get to see something that, that very few people ever get to see. It's amazing. What's egress training? <laughs> so it's just stuff that happens how to hold on. So when the, the, the chair comes out of the plane, how to hold on in case you have to, you know. Ejection. Excuse me. Wait, 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 eject, yeah. wait ejection training? <laughs> I, they're going to eject me from the, the plane? <laughs> only, listen, that's, it, it, only if something really bad goes on. But that's, you know, the chances of that happen are slim and almost not. Like almost none. Oh, man. But you got to be prepared. He can't say none because. Wait, how do you know this, Justin? So I I got the opportunity to ride in the back of an F-15E when I was in the Air Force, and and it was the biggest highlight of my Air Force career. Yeah, but you were in the Air Force. You like to go up and play. Yeah, but I'm not a pilot. Mm. I'm an electronics technician. <laughs> mm. Okay, well I'm looking here. So the F-15E goes 1,800 miles per hour. Whoa. Okay. Can you look, Mike, at the Blue Angel that I'm going to be in if I could do this? The, um, so the Blue Angel's super fast, too. So here's the deal. 
they asked me my birthday. They sent me all this stuff. Like, I haven't committed to anything yet. They went my jacket size, my height, my weight. They want all of those. Why does it matter, Justin, how much I weigh? Uh, so because, because some, depending on your size, some people are too big. Those seats are, are very narrow to fit in a cockpit. And so, so that matters. They're going to do rolls with me in this because that's what Blue Angels do. Yeah, yeah. Dude, and Justin, I know you don't know me except for listening to me on the show, but if I ride in a car, if I ride in the back seat and I look down at my shoes for 30 seconds, I want to vomit. And we're not rolling. We're just driving 45 miles an hour. And if I'm not driving, it's and they're going to roll me in this thing. It's going to be coated in my vomit. No, you won't. And honestly, you talked about that. They'll give you a bag. So you won't be in the, in the cockpit. His answer is not. You won't you a little white bag. Uh, do I wear one of those masks with a tube or like a like a <sighs> coming out of it, like the bit you know the yeah, like, like Top a, Gun? Yeah. yeah, there's like some sort of like tube to some machine. It, that's your oxygen, right? So, so as, as if, if you get above thirty thousand feet, um, that's your oxygen. So yes, you'll wear that, uh, but you probably won't get that high. You'll you'll put on a helmet. One, it's safety. It's got your comm in it. It's got so you can listen to the pilot. Um, and then you can listen to all the pilots talking to each other. And then is there a way I could accidentally hit that eject button? <laughs> like like if I'm getting slung around and I accidentally elbow something that boom, I shoot out because I don't need that near me. No, okay. absolutely not. It's above you. It's above you. It's on the seat and you have to have both hands on it and pull it down. I mean, the chances, of, yeah, no, zero. But what if I'm just like grabbing crap? Like I'm scared. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. ah! <laughs> That's why you go through training. Like, handles on the seat. Yeah. I remember Lunchbox, he went to the bathroom and wanted to test how strong that soap dispenser <laughs> was. He was like, let's see how strong this is and he broke it. Uh-huh. But I'm like, let's see if this, ah, boom, and it happened. And then I'll just get thrown out of the plane? You cannot eject yourself. The pilot has to. I, t- I take that as a challenge. <laughs> now I get mad. Okay, Justin, thank you. I, Whoa. yes, oh, Amy. That freaks me out because what if the pilot passes out and you need to eject? <laughs> Like, he said slim to none. I know, but he just said, oh, he said you, you won't none. do it. The pilot does it. <laughs> what about that, Justin? What if the pilot passes out and I have to eject or land us? <laughs> Once again, that's why you go through the egress training. Okay. An egress training is going to teach me how to land the plane? That. No, to eject. Nope. Oh. They're going to tell, tell you how to bail. <laughs> <laughs> this does not sound good. I know his point was to make me feel comfortable, but now I'm a little more scared. Okay, Justin, thank you, buddy. I got to commit in the next few days. I appreciate that call, though. Hey, good luck. I wish you the best. Thanks, man. I do want to wear the suit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you can do that without flying the plane. I know. That's what I want to be like. This is the suit. So, yeah, the Blue Angels have invited me to go and fly with them, except I am a, a, I'm a pud. That's the truth. Uh, thank you for the call, Justin. Dang. This guy's eating nothing but coconuts for 28 years. Oh, That's it. Uh-huh. And he's not doing it to go, look at me. He has some sort of, like, gastro reflux situation that's so bad that anything he would eat would like feel like fire inside of him so he just figured out the only thing he could eat was coconuts Wow! and that's all he's eaten for 28 years there's no joy in food which also might be pretty cool because then you aren't overjoying in food (laughs) you find your joy in other places oh me too man (laughs) (laughs) I'm on this whole 30 right now I don't even know what it was. I thought it was like a diet. It's not a diet. It's just you only eat foods that can go bad, basically. So most of the stuff has no cheese or sugars unless it's fruit. It's tough. Mm. Well, but you're doing it for your gut. Ga- gas- I'm going to go to coconuts and eat yeah. this guy if I'm not careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it for any other reason. Yeah. Except I'm just trying to find what's wrong with me. But that's what happened with this dude. 
And he was like, coconut has minerals and calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium. Apparently, he was so weak because of his like disease or it was so bad that he would lose all strength where he could barely walk for more than a minute at a time. But then he just started eating coconuts. 28 years later, it's all he can eat. Do you guys like coconuts? Yeah. I like coconut water, water. better than water. <laughs> So yeah. I'll do coconut water sometimes, but coconuts don't taste that good to me. Uh-uh. Like the meat of a coconut? That's mm-hmm. gross. And we have these pouches that my wife just cut up of coconut pieces, like from the meat of a coconut. Meat is weird. That's what it's called. Meat, I know, but it meat, coconut meat, I know. <laughs> it's bizarre. And she mixes it with like mangoes because she knows I'm a child and I need little sweet things too. And even then I'm like, the coconut, not that good. But I don't mind coconut cream pie. No, coconut flavoring is awesome. Yeah. Or I like it on the on a snow palette. cone. Uh, oh. Yeah. Samoas. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, coconut, sugary coconut. That's where it's <laughs> at right there. Uh, daylight savings time. If made permanent, would save money and lives. Let's go. We almost got to where they were passing a law, but I think it just wasn't signed in by the president a couple years ago when it got close. Or maybe it didn't hit that. Like one of the little deals said, "Good, let's make it a let's make it a law," and not everybody agreed to it. And some people are like, well, do you want the sun to come up at 8 a.m.? Don't mind it. Let's just keep the time the same. Do you guys feel off today? Oh, tired. No. I'm so tired, man. But you're usually tired anyway is my problem. I don't know, you guys man. always oh. come in tired. I'm telling you. Yeah, I-, I take a different mindset this year. I normally am tired, but I feel like tired, talking about being tired and complaining about the time change makes me more tired. <laughs> so tough. reversing it this year. I feel great. Amen. This time change does not affect me at all whatsoever. This weekend... We all turn our clocks back, which I like this time. I don't think we should be changing our clocks anyway. However, permanent daylight savings time results in fewer car accidents with animals. Hmm? Because they're not awake. Well, yeah, what's going on with that? They can, oh, they're well, confused by us because we're normally not on the road. Correct. And then they think they can cross the street. Correct. Okay. They're all like, we thought we'd go to Starbucks this time. Wasn't that crowded? <laughs> but no traffic. Dang. The study estimates that humans would kill 37,000 fewer deer each year in car accidents. Okay. And of the 37,000 accidents, some of those are fatal. Mm. Like for the humans. on our end, two or 3,000 for the humans. Yeah. That alone, we're saving at least 1,000 lives. It's crazy. I hate moving the clock. So animals don't get the memo? Yeah, they don't they, switch. Well, they don't have good internet. Okay. It's, they still have dial up. <laughs> Earning more money actually does make people happier, says scientists. Boom. Well, as we suspected, mm. and there's research to prove it. Earning more money does make people happier. That's according to a new study from these researchers at Princeton University and the University of Pennsylvania that finds happiness rises as income does. The analysis upends previous research that said people were happy to about $75,000 and then it kind of started to peter out. However, they say now the more you make, the better you feel. Up right. to now from $75,000 to $500,000. Oh, that's quite the jump. It is. Mm-hmm. After about $500,000, though, they say it kind of peters out. Mo money, mo problems. But I just wait for another one to go, ah, they were wrong, too. <laughs> yeah, it but keeps these, going up. These are Princeton and Yale. These aren't no dummies just at these GetRich.com. These are Princeton com. and uh, University of Pennsylvania. Ben. We made up the Yale part. <laughs> Oh, whatever. They played in basketball this weekend, something I don't know. I yeah. just know that they're really smart. They're Ivy League, and so we need to listen, and thank you. Now when I say money matters, you all know I'm telling the truth. I don't think any of us debated that money matters. I think we all said, except for you, that money's not the most important thing. 
You once said you would not see your kids or wife for three years for $1 million. That's right. <laughs> you remember saying that? Yeah. I mean, it may have been $10 million, but I don't remember how much it was, but you're right. And yes, but they agree with me, and I'm just telling you that when you have money, you are happier. You're... Money drives everything. It drives the bus. Well, there's less stress. Exactly. Maybe. Like it makes Eddie your life said, so much better. More money, more problems. That's right. But you, like Bobby would know, you don't have to worry about bills. The easier part is that you can stress about different things. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, when I have enough food, that was real stress. Now it's like, which polo match do I want to go to? I'm just kidding. I've never been to a polo <laughs> but match. Give me 500000 <laughs> Let me stress. I'll figure it yeah, out. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Here is voicemail from Cindy in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Hey, Bobby. I see your team is going to be playing their first game in Des Moines, Iowa. Welcome to Iowa if you happen to be able to make it to the game. Uh, go Hawks. Love your show. It's the friendliest state I've ever been to, Iowa, and I will be there. I should be on Thursday. Yeah. Games, at, games at 3.30. I will do the show, and then I will go up to Iowa, and I will watch the game, and then I will try to be back before Friday's show. I say try. <laughs> I might end up crying in an alley somewhere, because Illinois is pretty good. But yes, I will be there. I'm excited. I'm fully dressed today. I don't really wear sweats to work anymore, but my wife bought me this new Arkansas Razorback sweatsuit, head to toe today. Wow. Oh, you're, yeah, you're I'm rocking yeah, it. I may rock it every day until Thursday when you we play. should. You know? So I appreciate that. I'm super excited. Eddie and I did not wear big hats this weekend because... We were lucky enough to sit in the coaches section, and we didn't want to be annoying and have those huge hats on. We just didn't want to be annoying and have the huge hats on in that section. Some of the players' parents were sitting behind us. Yes. They wouldn't be able to see right. we were wearing the big hats. We don't Sad. want them to not be able to see their kids. <laughs> They've invested their whole life into it. <laughs> so, But the game we went to, we won. It's pretty cool. But we may wear them this weekend. We may wear them Thursday. But yeah. where are your seats then? We, I don't know. Yeah. We, I just Abby did such, uh, such good work on these massive hats. I mean, they're... Two feet tall, foot and a half wide, and they fit on your hip. They're funny. Yeah. Well, you could just take a picture in them and post them. No, you got to wear them to the game. (laughs) This might be our last chance. Okay. If I had the full sweatsuit that the team wore pregame, I would wear it to the game. I almost wore a jersey to the game this weekend. Yeah. Watching him. Oh, man. No, no, what? They would have thrown you in the game? You worried about that? I'm afraid of that. They know I've been training. (laughs) Bobby, you're in. Yeah. You never know. But... We'll talk about that coming up. We'll do high-low from the weekend. But, yeah, all indications right now are that I will be in Iowa on Thursday afternoon. Okay, let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. So there was that kidnapping in Mexico, and sadly, a couple people lost their life. I remember that van goes in. I think there are four of them. They're from South Carolina. They confused them for, like, a Haitian drug Smugglers. Cartel, smug. And so they go and they kidnap them, thinking there's somebody else. Two of the people die. And we're like, wait, what happened? How, why did they? Turns out it was an accident. The cartel has apologized. Oh, my gosh. Which I never thought I would say those words. A Mexican cartel has taken responsibility and apologized for the kidnapping of four Americans, two of whom died. The Gulf Cartel Grupo Escorpiones. Yeah. Sounds Scorpions. right, man. Says they were acting on their own in violation of cartel rules. Five men were tied, found near a pickup Thursday morning and a note was found on the truck's windshield saying they shouldn't have done this. We're turning them in. I mean, how crazy is that that they turned them in? I'm surprised they didn't just kill them. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. The note says they condemn the events on Friday, March 3rd, which unfortunately 
An innocent working mother died and four American citizens were kidnapped. For this reason, we have decided to hand over those involved and directly responsible for the events who at all times acted under their own determination and indiscipline and against the rules in which the CDG has always operated. Oh, wow. That's from ABC and NBC News. I was so surprised they came out and apologized. And then I was even more surprised they just simply turned them in and didn't kill them. Their own people who messed up. But even they don't want to get canceled. The cartel. No. no. I felt that, buddy. You know? I mean, do you think the real Haitian smugglers are like, oh, heads up? They're like, yeah, maybe. I didn't think about that. But there was some in a white van three minutes behind them. (laughs) They're scot-free. And they're like, we can't believe it. Wow. That is is, is wild that they apologize. The Mm -hmm. cartel. To reduce food cravings, do this simple activity. Take a 15-minute walk. Well, that's pretty easy for you to say. (laughs) I don't really want some candy and go, you know what? Let me go walk for 20 minutes. I'll be back. Because I want it right now. But they say sweets and chocolate in particular, it reduces the craving by almost 50%. I'm going to walk 15 minutes and then it's not even going to be. You're going to so half want it? Yeah. It's, no, it's even that. It's like, okay, <laughs> flip a coin. Will I still want it when I get back? So then if we walk 30, do we get 100%? Exactly. I've learned that cooking stuff, though, does not go by that. If it says 30 minutes at 300, don't do 615 minutes. Oh, no. Um, it doesn't work that way. No. Ovens don't even go to 600. But I'm saying don't do that, though. <laughs> Or mine doesn't. Yeah, mine doesn't either, I don't think. <laughs> but I've asked the question, if it's like 185 yeah, yeah, yeah. for 10 minutes, mm-hmm. like, why can't we do it in five? Yeah. That do- it doesn't work like that. Uh, that's from Plus One, a research publication. Some things get worse post-daylight savings time. We talked about car accidents earlier, especially hitting animals, because animals are used to the roads being, at this hour, clear. So they know they can walk across. Well, they can't do that sometimes. Boom, 37,000 accidents. Higher blood pressure, having outbursts at work. Oh. Which is just probably tired. 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 Your hormones are different because you're mm-hmm. not getting the sleep that you need. Abusing alcohol and sleep medication. Whoa. Whoa. Probably because of people having outbursts at your work and you're like, I need a drink. <laughs> and then sleep medication, maybe to actually sleep because you're so tired. Like, I need to get back on track. And not being as productive at work. That's from AARP Magazine. You know, I look for stories about New Hampshire because I'm convinced it's just a utopia of either wonderful people or it doesn't even exist. Because I've never met somebody from New Hampshire that still lives in New Hampshire. Every once in a while, I'll get a seed. Somebody go, yeah, I lived there for a while. Nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you were sent here by the New Hampshire Foundation. But there's a new story that comes out of New Hampshire. This hotel is deeply sorry after throwing out a box of passports, leaving students stranded for days. This is the worst story I could find coming out of New Hampshire. <laughs> Whoa. Is that people were apologizing because they accidentally threw away some passports. I think they know I'm onto them, and so now they're starting to chum up some stuff. <laughs> but that's the deal. There's a management team of the New Hampshire Hotel that they destroyed the passports of dozens of students from England. <laughs> they're apologizing. 42 students, four staff members were recently there for a ski trip, and but they couldn't leave. They were collecting garbage, and so they don't... And, Away they go. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Can you imagine being in another country no, and then terrible. you're stuck? I don't because... know this is real, though. That's my thing. Because <laughs> they don't want to do a bad story about New Hampshire because they know we know it's a utopia. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess if you're going to get stuck somewhere, it's New it's Hampshire. In a utopia, yeah. yeah. If you're even getting stuck somewhere, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pediatricians reveal things that you should never let your kids do. Number one, ride in the front seat before they were 13. Whoa. First of all, mm. I was like five. Yeah. Sitting on the middle thing. Not even in the front seat. I was five. 
On the console or whatever that little the thing console, is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe you didn't have airbags back Yeah, then. who cares? I was rock and roll kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Jumping on trampolines. Uh-oh. Period. It says uh, public trampolines or trampoline parks. And even trampolines, if you're not able to be there, off limits for kids because there are so many broken bones and orthopedic injuries. Hmm. Ride an ATV. Swim alone. Ride anything without a helmet. If it has wheels, put on a helmet. Or go to a house without asking about firearms. What if you had to ask every house of your kids, especially here, if you said, hey, do you have firearms? They'd be like, yeah, we sure do. Send them over. It's safe. Yeah. That'd be the difference. Yeah, that'd be weird. I guess you say, you could just go and say, are your firearms locked up? Yeah, but even then, it would be, are they somewhere safe? Yeah. Under my bed in case I need them. We're all safe. <laughs> right on my head. Under my yeah, pillow. Under, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's from today. I get it. Most of these are probably common sense things, but I don't think it's common sense for everybody, depending on where you live. Like, could you imagine not letting your kid be on a trampoline at all for any reason whatsoever? No. no. Or a trampoline park. Um, this magician story. Oh, hilarious. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy because I'm thinking, what would I do in the situation? And I would, pro- I don't know that I would do what the guy did, and I'll read you the story, but I would not let it go. So, Ben Murphy, he's a magician on, in Australia, he's a TV host. And so he's doing one of these cruise ships. He's out there and he has a card trick and somebody puts a card in their mouth and he leans, he takes the card from their mouth to their mouth and it's like a kiss type thing. But the girl is not, it's just somebody pulls from the crowd. So he does this card trick where he's pulling it and her partner runs up and tackles him on stage. It's like, what are you doing? Kissing <laughs> my girl. Oh my what? That's it's like not, he got jealous. That's not jealous. Yeah, like, it is. What are you doing? Kissing my girl. That's common. Bro, you don't get to call her up and then make out with her on stage. Uh, oh, oh, you're on the dude's side? I thought you were on the magician yeah, side. Oh. Team magician. That, that magician's an idiot. You can't be kissing random girls you're bringing up. Oh, Even wow. it, And you're using... But it was part of the trick where he's like... Yeah, my he here. created the <laughs> trick so he could smooch with girls. She was an older lady, It doesn't though. matter. <laughs> okay. Hey, what? We're all into different stuff, you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Older women can't be... No, I'm just saying the magician's going to call someone up. Like, how about... Like, like, why not pick the hottie? Oh, my God. Well, you know he man? said, too, that the volunteer had given her consent, but did she even know what really she was giving her consent for? Right. And like, even the lady was like, hey, hey, stop hitting him. Like, hey, relax. It's a bit. She liked it. I, I'd eliminate that trick. Oh, man. Unless you made sure they were single when they came up. Because some dude is eventually going to attack you yeah, just for happened. making out with their girl or just kissing their girl. <laughs> What a, what a dummy. That was crazy. You saw the video too? Of course. Wow. Uh, John Wick, chapter four is almost three hours long. Oh. That's the movie with Keanu Reeves, but critics are already saying it's amazing. I, if it's, I'll watch it. You love those John Wicks. Yeah, I, I'll watch three hours of John In Wick. In theater or home? No, not theater. No way. <laughs> I don't know that I'll ever go to a movie theater again unless I'm forced to. It's, it's just an awful place where I end up in a bad mood because the if I go back... And when I have gone back in the past couple of years, people are just on their phones the whole time. And I don't mind the phone, but when it's dark and you're watching a movie, it's a no-phone zone. So you don't flip it up because it's like a little fireball in your hand that everybody's attention is attracted to it. So I would just rather watch it in my house. And if I got to wait, I'll wait. I don't like theaters. Seats aren't that comfortable. And they ha- now have the new long, bigger seats, the longer seats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're doing stuff. But you're seeing, I predicted theaters would be dead a few years ago. And the it's becoming dead. They're having to change what is known as the theater in every way. The old, the movie theater from 2008 is dead. Now they have to give res- reservations. Mm-hmm. The seats have to be more comfortable. Some them have real food. And everybody's on their phone. Alcohol. Assigned seating. Crazy. That's from People Magazine. 
but when it comes out at home, I will watch it, and I'll watch it in three installments, <laughs> one hour at a time, because I get sleepy. Scream 4, no, Scream, that's Scream 6? They've done six of these? Really? Scream 6 dominates the box office with the best opening in franchise history. Wow. Hey, Mike D, let's go over to Movie Mike from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Scream 6, have you seen it? Yes. Is it good? Not really. Very cheesy, but people really like these movies. How did this become the number one of all time in that franchise? Scream 1 was awesome back in the day. Oh, yeah. Why? How? So what they're doing now is kind of remaking the first Scream. So Scream 5 was almost a remake of Scream 1, and Scream 6 is now like a remake of Scream 2. So they're bringing back that nostalgia. Nostalgia does sell, which is why a lot of these big touring number one concerts of the year are older acts. But I, I can't imagine sitting in a theater with people <laughs> on their phones that won't stop talking the whole time. Uh, all right, there you go. That's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help, and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in Hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Had a good weekend. Caitlin's dad and grandpa were in town. And so we did a lot of stuff. We went to basketball games, went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is always amazing. If you come to Nashville, you got to go to that. Went to the Grand Ole Opry, and usually I'm either performing or doing the TV show while I'm there. And so I was like, hey, can I just get some tickets and just go? So I sat out in the crowd. It was awesome. I mean, I, I work there so much, I think sometimes it gets lost on me because I'm there all the time. It's just how special that place is. And so we went because her grandpa had never been before. And so it's a great show. It was Ashley McBride who just crushed. She's obviously amazing. She's been in here many times. And she did four songs. Craig Morgan. Oh, fun. Who I texted beforehand. I was like, hey, Caitlin would really like to hear this song. <laughs> She's a big fan. Yeah. And so he was up there basically playing requests. It was awesome. <laughs> it's just fun to have friends that you can just text and be, hey, will you play this? 
uh, Vince Gill, who, oh, come on. funny enough, before Caitlin's grandpa had left Oklahoma to drive over here, he just has a buddy or something that was like, hey, if you ever see Vince Gill in Nashville, tell him I said hello. Just being funny. <laughs> well, Vince Gill was playing the Opry, so we went back. And I know Vince. And he was like, hey. And so... Caitlin's grandpa went back with a picture of him and Vince Gill to show his friend. He was like, hey, I ran into Vince Gill. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So that was super cool. But Vince Gill's on stage and he's playing all the hits and he's playing, whenever you come around. Yeah. Whenever you come around. And in the middle of the song, they have to kick two people out for being drunk and, ra- and just causing trouble. <laughs> and this, this song is on. People are like feeling it. It's emotional. It's sad. It's not like rowdy. Yeah, and the cops have to come down in the middle of the opera and remove two people. Interesting. It got so weird wherever those seats were. It was just two people. Everybody else having a great time. I've never seen it happen before. And they got a shout out the Opry because they saw a problem and went, boom, out. The people were sitting, not the bad people, the good people were having to sit in the aisle because the other people were causing so much trouble. Wow. And so finally the cops came down and said, you guys can't ruin the Opry. And it was in the middle of this song. And I was like, this is not fit. Never you come. Vince just keep going, or is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Vince never. He's a pro. That's yeah. awesome. Didn't phase him. And he talked about the song. He said, "You know, I wrote this because him and Amy Grant been married for like twenty six years, maybe." Wow. He said what the deal was, and he said he wrote the song for her before they got married. I didn't know that. He did this, and he did. He did uh, go rest high. Oh, that's nice. Which was super emotional, because Caitlin's other grandfather that passed away. They played that at his funeral. Just like a month ago. And he somebody else had passed away and he was talking about the story. Wow. I, I haven't seen him play that at the Opry many times. He played that. And then he played... Man, he played I that. still believe in you? No, he played another really good one, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, more of an upbeat one. Because I don't think it wasn't for like super slow okay. uh, jams. But it was super cool. We had a great time. And if you get a chance to go to the Grand Ole Opry, go. I, I went just bought some merch at intermission. <laughs> and so I'm just in there. And it's with her grandpa and her dad. And a couple people were like, are you him? Because there's no way you'd right. be at the gift shop. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And so I'm taking pictures. I reposted some of my Instagram. And people were like, what? Is this a, is this a joke? And I was like, what do you mean this is a joke? I want to buy shirts too. So we bought a bunch of stuff. Had a great time. Go to the Grand Ole Opry if you come to Nashville, I'm telling you. Uh, but that was really one of the great moments from the weekend, just that in general. But we can do high-low from the weekend. And I'll do high in that... Me, Eddie, kickoff Kevin, and my wife went to watch Arkansas and Auburn play uh, basketball. What? What day? I don't even know. It was Thursday, Thursday night. Thir- yeah, Thursday night. And we won the game, and it was amazing. We took some fun pictures, had a great time. Boom, big win. Low was the next night, mm-hmm. went back, and then we lost the game. So mm-hmm. that's that situation. But, oh, sorry. To Texas A&M. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'll say this about <laughs> Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I like their coach, Old Buzz, mm-hmm. and I thought I had a little relationship with him to where I met him on a court once in Arkansas, and he was like, hey, I don't know. He said, I don't know who you are. My kids, they do. They like you. Can we take a picture? And I was like, sure. So I was like, we're cool, me and Old Buzz. And then I asked him, hey, you want to come on the show? And he wouldn't come on the show. He's a tur- not, I'm busy. He just turned me down. And I was like, a tu brute? <laughs> what does that mean? You, he, he, he like, uh, like turned on him. He turned on me. Yeah. Oh, a two Brute. Okay. Mm. Julius Caesar. <laughs> I've heard of the Which guy. He gets stabbed. He looks at Brutus and is like, "Oh, you too? Like you've also turned on me?" Was Brutus his friend? Mm-hmm. Cool. He was. Didn't know that. And so I a two Brute. <laughs> Buzz. And so I'm gonna have to put the curse on Texas A and M unless they come on the show. Unless oh. he comes on the show. Okay. 
You don't want the curse. I put the curse on Clemson. It worked. You see what happened? I, I don't. I they don't, lost to South know. Carolina. They, it was a whole a bad situation. season. So, tick tock, tick buzz. <laughs> so that's what's up. Mm-hmm. But well, he's probably listening right now on Aggie ninety six. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's he where Amy is. went to school. It wasn't that he didn't have time. Mm-hmm. It was like he he just passed. Well, and that's okay. okay. But I thought we had a relationship. I thought we were friendly. Maybe he just didn't. He needs to hear no, from he his me. kids to no. be like, remember, Dad? That's he hates our- me. Yeah. That's okay. Tomorrow I'll get the wind chimes out. Oh, gosh. Uh-oh, the hex time. <laughs> yeah, maybe Wednesday. <laughs> we have to curse A&M. We have to curse A&M. And I like Aggies, too. Uh, so that was situation. So my high was basketball. My low was basketball. Uh, Amy, you? My high is I got new bedding, and I've been wanting this for a long time. So I'm very excited. But what it did was it motivated me to work on other things around the house. I'm moving stuff and it's stuff I should not be doing. And because I got on a whim, I'm doing it at like six in the morning by myself and I hurt my back. Oh, wow. Bad. Like yesterday I was walking and it would just like spasm and I, I, I took like I would buckle. new bedding on. Well, that's where it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New bedding was, you know, it inspired me and I thought, oh, that stuff upstairs, I could do this and move this around. Da, da, da. And then now I spasm. So I've got to go probably see my chiropractor today. Spasmas, man. <laughs> the spasms like they stop me in my tracks. Get you. In my tracks. Yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> it's like someone's hitting you with a cattle prod out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, a good, good way to describe it. At the Opry, too, I was going to bring this up. Bobby Osborne and the Rocky Top Express played in their uh, bluegrass group. He's like 96 <laughs> and he was singing and playing. Bobby Os... What's his name? Bobby Osborne Bobby and the Rocky Osborne. Top Express. And he had two of his sons were in the group. One of them looked to be about 65 playing the drums. The other one looked to be about 30. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. My wife goes, I don't know, maybe two wives. <laughs> Quite the gap. He was like, it's a big gap there. Maybe not. But he was 90. He was killing it. Wow. We can only hope to be in our 90s playing the mandolin on the Opry stage. And he's playing fast too, like bluegrass fast. He's playing bluegrass. He's playing chords. <laughs> yeah. But he's playing, he was singing. He sounded good. I mean, I can't play the Opry playing bluegrass with the mandolin. At 42. <laughs> so at 96, I'd love to be able to do it. Uh, lunchbox, high low. Uh, my high would be, I mean, even though daylight savings time is terrible and I'm tired, my kids actually slept till 7.30 instead of getting up at 6 a.m. because it was still dark. It was awesome. But my low was we had promised them we'd take them to the soccer game Saturday night. It was 41 degrees and raining, felt like 32 degrees. Oof. And we still took them to the game because they were so excited to go. Mm. And it was freezing. That is miserable. Oh, man. I'll change plans. If it's something outside and it's 49, that's my threshold. Mm-hmm. It's got to be 50 or up for me oh, to yeah. do anything outside. Is, is that when you can say, oh, game's canceled? <laughs> oh, to the kids? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you do that. And then it, oh. Eddie? Man, I made so much money on gambling this weekend. Oh, my God. Sports oh, gambling. It oh, was boy. crazy. So, like, so people know, I start with $40 a month. Guys, at the end of the weekend, I ended up with $180. Wow. Slowly. Basketball, a little bit of a UFC, a little bit of that. So that was my high. Bringing it up to like 180 bucks was awesome. My low was we did family basketball, which is great, but I jammed my finger. Mm. And I'm playing with my kids. Like, this is me, my wife, and my four kids. And there was a pass going to one of my boys. I tried to intercept it, jammed my finger. It's not like pick up at the Y with other adults. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's me and my little kids. <laughs> So you hurt yourself as a low. You hurt yourself uh-huh. as a low. It was too cold for you as a low. Oh, man, it was yeah. freezing. Are we getting old? You know what my other low really is? I was featured a sad basketball fan mm-hmm. on TV. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention this. You know how whenever a team's losing, they find their most sad fan and show them, and they're like, it's a rough game for these. <laughs> that was me. I didn't know it until I got home. 
And I, people were tagging me, and I'm just like miserable. My eyes are like half closed. I got my hand on my face. You know that camera guy's like, hey, look at this guy, director. Oh, <laughs> He's sad. They like, I mean, right on my face. It's on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. But I've never been sad fan before after a, lo- after a loss. You mean on TV? <laughs> yeah, but it's always there's a lot of yeah. sad fan. You, yeah. Oh, I'm sad, angry fan after every loss. Yeah. But I mean, I've never been sad fan. It's highlighted. And then we almost didn't get to the game in Taiwan. Thursday night, Friday, whatever. And stressing. How? Traffic was terrible. And if I'm not there when it tips, we will lose. So the fact that I got there in time and we won, that's effort. Yeah, he believes that, Amy. If I don't have the game turned on by tip off, I don't believe, I'm not superstitious. But (laughs) if that's fact. So would you just not turn it on or not go if you know you missed the tip? Don't don't be crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't be crazy. But. I was stressing a little bit, and Eddie's like, "I've never seen you stress out before like That's this." Crazy man, he was grabbing his hair. Like I was like, "Oh, we gotta get there. <laughs> We're not gonna make it." I'm driving on the shoulder. Going. <laughs> Did he actually go over the speed limit? No, no, no the traffic moving. was so bad. It was oh, like God. three God. miles an hour. Uh, it's it's the one. It's the thing. Like obviously there are people and animals that I really love, but it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. So that's high low. We got two injuries. We got Spasma Amy oh, and Broken boy. Finger Eddie. <laughs> you guys can call us if you want. 877-77-BOBBY. I do want to take one quick call from Sean in Indiana. Let's go over to Sean. Sean, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Bobby? Good, buddy. What's up? Hey, um, so I'm listening to the podcast, and uh, I listened to you talk about Stanley and, and how you went through hell. But the episode before, you went H-E double hockey stick. And I'm just wondering how you how you feel about that. Eddie, you want to tell him the sure. difference? Go ahead. Sure. If he's talking about the place, that's okay. Yeah, that's not a curse word. It's not a curse word. But if you're saying, you know, like, uh, like what's an example? You're using it as an what exclamation. The, yeah. What the? He doesn't say that because that would that be a would, bad word. Right. That'd be using it in a sense of uh, anger. You know, if you're cursing, you're never cursing because yeah. it's just a good old-fashioned fun day. But what if you're like, oh, hail. What? No, no, no. Well, Mini Pearl, I don't know. <laughs> hail? But that's not hail? anger, but it's saying. No, I wouldn't do that. Okay. No. <laughs> I will only refer to it if it's a place. I would never say what the, I'd say what the heck. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible speaks of hell, the place. It's a place. Right. So is Tupelo, Mississippi. So is Des Moines, Iowa. So is Nashville, Tennessee. So when you talk about the song, all dogs go to. You, I can say it because it's can a say place. That. Right. Yeah. Oh. But Sean, that's totally normal of me. So thank you for calling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. All right, see you, buddy. <laughs> Let's go over and talk to David, who lives in Knoxville. David, what's up, buddy? Uh, I want to know if there's any update with the lady that bumped Amy in the parking lot. So here's where we are. Amy's in a parking lot. She walks out. Her car had been hit, but the woman was still there, waiting. And the woman said, I don't want this to go on my insurance. Can I just pay you cash? Amy goes, yeah, sure. She goes, I don't have the cash right now. Can I just give you my phone number? Amy's like, yeah, sure. Didn't check anything. So the woman disappears. You had reached out a couple times? Yeah, we texted. And then she said, I'm going to pay you via Zelle or whatever that app is through the bank and so I was like cool I'll figure all that out and got a estimate from the auto repair shop this is the total and she's been paying in installments so this is the update oh, okay. here because we said we didn't know if she was ever going to pay at all so what do you mean she's been paying in installments well apparently through Zelle that's what you have to do like there's a how much was this, there's a max how much was this wreck how much it going to cost her oh 
a, a little over $2,000. What part of the car did she hit? Rear, driver's side, panel, the, above oh, the tire. Okay. Like the, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. a whole replacement. Don't sure. Yeah. That kind. That's the problem. So she owes you two grand. A little more, yeah. A little so, more. The, but the, the, the $1,000 is the cutoff, so I've gotten... A thousand. Oh, you did get a thousand bucks. I got a thousand. Wow. Are you sure it's real? It's real. Well, yes. Well, because once you got sent some money or a check or something, and they were like, "Oh, can you give it back?" Yeah, and you did, and that's how they scammed you. No, this is real. Okay. It's uh, and then later she's like, "There's a limit," so we're saying, and then my husband's out of town. So I'm gonna, there's all these things, and so I was like, "Okay," and then voila, the other thousand came, and then now we're waiting for the the bound the remainder because again, there's a limit, and I don't know. So it's. Less than a thousand bucks that she owes you now. It's like a few hundred or something. Yep. So we'll see if it comes through. But this is what did we what did we learn from this? We can trust people. What did we learn from this? I was fine. That Amy got very lucky. Yeah, that's not the way to yeah. do it. But we but take a picture, t- yeah. document, I get should, insurance. Yeah. No, that's what we learned. Right, right, get a right, picture right. of her. That this could have yeah. ended up really badly, and luckily it did. Driver's didn't. license. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I should have done all of that. So what did we learn? I learned. It worked out. No, no, no. no. That's not what happened. It set you up for it not working out. What you learned was if somebody, this happens, you need to take a picture of the accident. Probably a video, yeah. If you need to call and let them know, you call the cops. No, 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 because then you have to file. Not doing that. But I don't know if I don't know them, I'm not going to file. Nope. I know. I had to do that one time when that guy hit me and I call, whenever I called the police, I was crying. Because I did not want to call the police. But that doesn't because, mean you shouldn't no, no, do it. He didn't have insurance. He didn't have a driver's license. Oh, wow. I was the reason why he was getting all these tickets. And But he did wrong. I know. He was like, I was the reason he went to jail. Yeah. But he murdered seven people. Okay. Murder's different. Okay. I just, I hated being a part of the, like, he just seemed like a hardworking guy that was down on his luck. But and he still he messed up. Me. I know. Hopefully, what did that make possible for him to hopefully get insurance, get a driver's license, and then his life is better? Maybe I prevented him. Or he went to jail. Maybe I prevented him from a bigger, you know, mistake down the line. So that's how I had to talk to myself. But (laughs) But what we learned here is you need to get all the information from the person. And if they're going to give you a number, call their phone right there and make sure that that's their number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that too. Yeah, there's just a lot of things. Not you can trust people. That's not what I (laughs) thought you would go with that. All right, hey, look. Appreciate that call, David. I didn't know the update either, so thanks for asking. Yeah, thank y'all. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. There was a group of motorcyclists on the highway doing wheelies. When a cop rolled up, woo, woo, tried to pull them over. They're like, nope, not going to catch me. High-speed chase. And as they're going through an intersection of one, one guy turns back to the cop. Gives him the old bird. Whoa. Runs right. Why are you lo- flipping us off in the room? You <laughs> yeah. can just say flip us off. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. stuck his middle finger up at all of us. Yeah, I'm doing. The, I'm. It's no, no, all- we, we hear it, but you just. That was like I was stunned. The story's interactive. Wow. Yes. 3D. <laughs> so he's. Oh, you're not gonna get me. Gives the bird. Runs red light. T-boned by a truck. All oh, caught on camera because he turned around. Anybody get hurt? No, he got up and ran away. And they <laughs> caught him. What was he doing as he ran off? Ah. Like he's limping. No more bird, though. No more bird. But <laughs> the then fact they, that he flipped me off in the middle of that story, yeah. I lost track of what the story I mean, was. But how incredible is that? You are running from the cops and you take time to turn around, give them the bird, mm-hmm. and that's what gets you hit by a truck because you're not looking forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Hilarious. flipped us off. Hilarious. <laughs> I know. That's, a, that's like I know. the first time that's ever, ever happened. Ever. Mm-hmm. Someone's ever flipped somebody off in this room. It was like he got the okay to do well, it. Well, it's like, 
there was a murder and he starts shooting at us. <laughs> like, you can't act out all the stories, right? No, no, not all okay, of them. Good, but good, that good, one good, was good, so, and it's all caught on video. The video is great. I don't like watching those T-bones. I remember once when we were living in Austin, we were down on, there's 6th Street, but then there's the other side of 6th Street that wasn't as, as crazy. And there was a uh, bar called uh, Molotov. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was right there. There was a crossroad and I saw a car T-bone another car. Boom! It was like metal slamming metal. And you always think, well, that'd be kind of fun to see if nobody dies or gets hurt. You always want to, it, it was not fun to see. I can still hear it. Oh, you'll never forget that sound. It's just like, oh, I don't like that uh, at all. Ugh. And then everybody went to make sure but it was okay, and they were, but they hit hard. Do you think that cop laughs a little bit, though, like as he, he gets flipped <laughs> off and then he gets hit by a truck, like, ha, ha, kind of. Probably <laughs> not. Later. No? Because he's probably worried that the dude died. Nobody wants him to die. Okay. And maybe he wasn't flipping off. He was like, I'm married. Wrong finger. Look at uh, me. I just got married. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. What's up, everybody? Let's hear from Addison in Pensacola, Florida. I listen to you guys. I've been listening to you since fourth grade before COVID. I just wanted to tell you that um, I've been having some trouble with, like, friends and stuff and who I can trust and who I can't. And every time, like, someone's, like, being really rude or whatever and I'm having trouble, I just put on your show and I always feel like you guys are the friends that never, like, fail me. So just thank you. thanks for being there for me. All right, Addison, I appreciate Aww. that. Sometimes kids are going to be mean. The only thing that you can control is you, so you keep being nice and let everything else fall where it may. And we have not let you down, which means we're due to let you down. <laughs> Wait some for point. it. We are due at some point. Addison, but thank you. And really hang in there, kid. I know what it's like. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go to number three. Number three. A cop in Florida named Marshall Smith received accommodation for saving a kitten that got stuck in the wheel well of a car. It's since been adopted, and the owners decided to name it Marshall in the police officer's honor. That's pretty cool. Number two. A photo of a 98-year-old woman in Kentucky has been making the rounds after she met her first great, great, great grandkid last month. Oh, wow. She already has over 230 great, great grandchildren. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my. There's no way she can give every one of those kids five bucks at Christmas. No, no. she can't. That's expensive. She doesn't even know. <laughs> That's a lot. That family tree is spread out, man. <laughs> You're going to say she doesn't know their names. Oh, oh no way. There's no way. Oh. No, no There's no way either. she knows their names. Yeah. Oh. She doesn't even know her grandchildren's <laughs> names, I bet, at this point. Number one. An 83-year-old vet named Paris Davis finally got the Medal of Honor last week. He risked his life over and over to save soldiers during a 19-hour firefight in 1965. He should have gotten his medal a lot sooner, but the paperwork got lost. Which, how do you lose that paperwork? Then was resubmitted, and they lost it again. There's a conspiracy yeah. here. Oh, yeah. I need to know who doesn't like Paris. <laughs> There's an enemy in there. Somebody. Yeah, I think they got one in. But now he's finally getting it, 83 years old, getting a Medal of Honor. It's about dang time. That's number one. That was the Good News Countdown. All right, that's it for today. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys have a great day. Until then, bye-bye, everybody. The Bye-Bye Bone Show. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data talk and text on a reliable 5g network and you can get a new line starting at 25 dollars per line per month for four lines plus taxes and fees and no contracts that's good decision making available at walmart and on straighttalk.com family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan not combinable with auto pay discount in times of traffic your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic video streams at up to 480p